Hello, I'm Scott Millis, senior pastor here at Living Word Family Church, and I'd like to welcome you to our podcast. We want to thank you for joining us today, and we hope that today's message encourages you and equips you in your walk with Christ. Here's today's message. Hey folks, welcome to the Wednesday night. So glad to be with you again. Hope you're doing well. You know, God's still doing mighty things. You know, we talk about what's going on in the world today and and uh, all the, the crazy stuff, but you know, I just heard reports and it's been talked about some, about Iran having a great revival. China, the, the move of God is in China, around the world. And you know, I've said this for a long time, God will not be outdone by the enemy. <laughs> and so we have to recognize that too. But listen, God has great things for us, but we have to do something to cooperate with him. You know that. Uh, tonight I wanna to talk to you about praise and worship. Oh my goodness, opening and what praise and worship opens the flow of, of all the blessings and benefits that God has. You know, uh, we're, we're Word of Faith Church, and, and one of the things I've often said is we need to open our mouth and say something because that's the word of faith out of our mouth, and that's where we're to speak. And if you're not doing that, you're probably not going to receive everything that God has for you. And in Psalm 34, you know this psalm if you've ever listened to me because it's one of my favorite. This, the psalmist says this, I will bless the Lord. <laughs> Listen, will is important. Sometimes our emotions don't feel like it. Sometimes our circumstances doesn't look good. But he, he, the psalmist said, this is David. He, he uh, pretended to be uh, uh, kind of insane when Abimelech was pursuing him to, to kill him. And he says, I will bless the Lord at all times. Can you imagine that? Blessing God at all times, praising God at all times is so vital. He said that, can you imagine somebody's trying to, to do you in, to, to steal your life and, and maybe your family, maybe your home, whatever is coming against you, but yet you'll say by an act of your will, I will bless the Lord. And it goes on to say, his praise shall continually continually is a big word, be in my what? Mouth. Hallelujah. This is so important. We call ourselves charismatics. We call ourselves word of faith. We other things. And yet we don't open our mouth and, and thank him and praise him enough. Amen. Amen. There, but there are things we have to do. If we have opposition, we have to open our mouth. You know, in Mark eleven twenty three, 23, it says this, whosoever shall say unto the mountain, the problem, the wor the worries, the cares, the fears, the, the trouble. To say unto the mountain, be thou removed and be thou cast into the sea and shall not doubt in his heart. He shall have whatsoever he says. So it's important that we say the things that we need to, but we can do that and put the enemy on, on uh, uh, running the enemy off in our life. Amen. Anything the devil threatens us with, we can come against him with the word of God, speaking it out of our mouth, telling him he's got to go, got to go. We can answer specifically for against things that uh, when sickness comes, when uh, uh, anxiety comes, when things come, when lack comes, when addictions come, when uh, uh, problems come, we can come against that with the name of Jesus. How well we should know that. 
in this day and this hour. Because there's so many things that are coming at our life today. But we can begin to come against those things in Jesus' name. Amen? So we speak to those things. When it comes against your family and against your, uh, uh, your financial prosperity, your business, uh, we must answer that directly. We must talk to the enemy and tell him to get out of our life in Jesus' name. I, I pray that you're doing that. I pray that if you have uh, sickness in your body or you're having problems with your, your body of any kind, pain in your body, speak to that. Speak to that. He gives us authority over all the problems. He, you know, he, he says, I have given you authority that nothing any man means should hurt or harm us. We can, what is authority? It's, it's speaking the word of God over your circumstances, over your problems, over your life. You know, Jesus spoke to all sorts of things. He spoke to fevers. He spoke to, he spoke to trees. He spoke to the winds. Amen. He spoke to a lot of things and they, 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 he commanded them and they did what he told them to do. Amen. When he speak, spoke to uh, uh, Peter's mother-in-law, the fever, he rebuked the fever and it left her. That's always, it's always interesting to, when you read about that. Amen. So we have to do things. And over in James 4, 7, it says this, resist the devil and he must flee. Resist him and he must flee. Well, how do you resist him? You resist him by the words that you speak, by what you're saying, telling him you have authority over the power of the enemy, that nothing, I just said, will by any means hurt or harm you. But now back to Psalm 34, the psalmist said, David said this, I will bless the Lord when? When everything's going well, when everything is perfect, when it's a clear day at noon? No, I'll bless the Lord at all times. When things aren't quite going so well, when I'm down and out, when things are uh, coming against me at all times, his praise, praise will drive back the enemy. Do you know that? Praise will drive back the enemy. Will shall continually be in my mouth. What do you mean by that, Mike? I mean, you mean to go around thanking God and praising God for what he has do, done for you and what he will continue to do for you if you will do that. Listen, it isn't coming in and singing a, a praise song once a week and uh, maybe two or three praise songs and going on and, and living your life. Uh, somebody told me one time that we spend about 98% of our time in the world. About 2% of our time is here at church if you come to church on Sunday. If you don't, you probably won't even that much, you know, have that much. But then he says this, my soul shall make its boast in the Lord. You ever think about that? Your soul made up your mind, will, your emotions. You're boasting over what, who God is, amen? You're, you're, you're not ashamed of what he's done and what he's doing in your life. You know, there's a song we sing now that it's Christmas season, uh, come let us adore him. You know, have you ever been around somebody that they adore their kids or their grandkids or they won't stop talking about them? Amen? Amen. I mean, I do the same thing. I like to tell things about my grandkids. And when things, you know, you just, when you adore somebody, when you love somebody, when you care about somebody, you're just going to talk about them. And it says, my soul shall make its boast in the Lord. You'll boast about who God is. Amen. The God that saved you, the God that's taken you to heaven someday, and given you eternal life, and provided everything that, that pertains to life and godliness is in Christ Jesus. Amen? Then it goes on to say, the humble shall hear of it and be glad. Amen. 
And then it goes on to say, oh, magnify the Lord with me. In other words, you magnify something that makes it louder and larger than what's going on in your life. Amen? Amen. And it says, and let us exalt his name together. I sought the Lord and he heard me and he delivered me from what? All my fears. False evidence appears real. That's what a lot of times, what Satan always uses, the same thing he's always done. So we have to resist the enemy. We have to speak to the enemy, tell him to go. And then sometimes we have to tell things to come, don't we? We have to tell things to come. If we need money, we call out money. Lord, I thank you and praise you that my bank account, I I don't know where it's coming from, but you're going to make a way because you're my provider. Amen? You speak to things. But most of all, after that, you've done that. After you've run the devil off, after you've told him to get out of your life, what are we to do? We're to worship and praise God. Amen? So vital. So vital. It only takes a little while to, to, to run and speak to things that are going wrong in your life. But it, uh, 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 worship and praise should be the focus of our life at all times. We uh, we spend our day praising and worshiping God. I've been reminded of that lately, more than ever, how much we should worship God. Over in Isaiah 6, uh, 26, uh, 3 says this. I wrote it down here on the back, so I won't misquote it. But it says this. You will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed upon you because he trusts in you. Listen, you want perfect peace? Keep your mind stayed upon God. Well, how do you do that? You can't do that by watching... Uh, uh, the whole day of, of uh, television, of, of media, even if it's con- supposedly conservative media, but they, they just loop everything over and over and over how bad things are. Well, you aren't going to be in peace very long listening to that. But when you go around and thanking God, praising God, magnifying him, saying, Lord, I thank you and praise you. What are you thanking him for? Are you thanking him that he's your savior? That you saved me when I didn't, when I couldn't be saved, and when I was on my way to to uh, uh, another destination besides heaven, and you know what I'm talking about? It's talking about hell. There's heaven and hell are talked about in the Bible, two destinations, and you saved me from that, Lord. I thank you that today that I may uh, you 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 did things in my life that only you could do. I thank you that you're my what my healer, my deliverer my helper, my ever-present help in times of trouble. Lord, I bless your name. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I praise you. That's an example. You go around praising him and giving him uh, thanksgiving and gratitude. Have a heart of gratitude. We talked about that in that message a couple weeks ago. But a heart of gratitude. Amen? A heart of thanksgiving. You know, the world, there's so many people that complain and gripe and, and, and things all the time. You know, and, and, and I think it was over in Psalm 78 where it says they, they complained, the Israelites complained and griped, and, and God could do no mighty thing in their life. You want God working in your life? Begin to thank him for things he has already provided for. It says in his word, the truth. Amen? Amen. Confess his goodness and praise him for all his benefits and promises. How many of you know he's promised us so many things? It's, it, I, I love to go hear good messages. I listen to messages all the time on, on uh, my uh, tablet, on my computer. Uh, I, I have it on my phone. I listen. But you know what? It's so important that we say what we say. 
Isn't it important that what we say, what we confess <laughs> over in uh, uh, how we praise the Lord, over in Hebrews 13, 15 in the Amplified Bible, it says this, Therefore, let us at all times, what's all times? <laughs> all the time, right? Offer up to God a sacrifice of praise, which is the fruit of our lips that thankfully acknowledge and confess and glorify his name. You know, I'll tell you what, he will keep you in peace, my friend. When you begin to magnify him, when you begin to glorify him, when you begin to offer up a, 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 a thanksgiving by the fruit of your lips, amen, it's so important. And it really comes back to what? A heart issue. It's our heart. He's looking for our heart. He's, he wants our heart. And if you want to expand your heart to love him more, to acknowledge him more, to thank him more, to praise him more, to worship him more, you have to do something. You have to open your mouth. You know, I've, I've been making a practice of late because I know trouble is in, in the air. It's everywhere. And, and if you want to stay clear of that and stay at peace, you have to do something different than just centering up on all the problems and all the, all the worries and fears that are out there that want to attack you. You have to do something. And one of the best things I've been uh, doing, and I, I've been listening to people that even uh, uh, prescribe this, prescribe this medication, amen, so to speak, is worship God, praise God, thank God, magnify him, and go around and, and, and you don't have, everywhere you're at, you can go, thank you, Jesus. Thank you for, Lord, that you're my savior, my healer, my deliverer. Lord, I thank you that you provide what I, uh, you know, what I need in life. <laughs> thank you that you've blessed me, that I can be a blessing. Lord, Father, I thank you. I thank you and praise you. See, the praise is, you're, you're, you're thanking him for what he has done. Worship is, you're, you're giving him glory for who he is. You're magnifying who he is. Amen. And so it's vitally important that we, that we begin to confess and do those things. You know, over in Matthew, uh, uh, let's go to Matthew chapter, uh, what I want to say, 16, I believe it is. I've, I've used this before, talked about this before, but it always comes back to this to me. Jesus is talking to his disciples, and then when Jesus had come to the region of uh, Caesarea Philippi, he says, he's, he asked his disciples, saying, Whom do men say that I, the Son of Man, am? Now, that's a big question, isn't it? Whom, whom, do, the, whom do men say that I am? And they, here's what they answered. So some say John the Baptist, some say Elijah or Elias, and others say Jeremiah or one of the prophets. Well, that would be a good answer, but then he, he asked this riveting question. Whom do you say that I am? Now, we know Peter went on and said, you are the Christ, the son of the living God, you know, for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you. That's what Jesus said, but my Father in heaven. But listen, whom do you say that he is? He'll be all that he said uh, to you that you say that he is. How do we get saved? We got saved because we were sinners and needed a savior. And we said, Jesus, come into my heart. I'll, uh, I make, I'll make you my Lord and I'll serve you. So that's how you became your savior. But you know, there's a big word that savior is in that, in that context is even more than that. Uh, some, some groups of people will grab, uh, grab lats on to him as savior, 
but they'll never agree that he's the healer or he's the provider. He's their prosperity. You know, you have people that talk uh, bad about prosperity. Well, I know there's people that, that have uh, uh, overused that. I understand that. But that doesn't mean he won't provide for you. When you when you do what he asks you to do, over in Philippians it talks about that. My God shall supply all your need. Well, that's a group of people that we're supplying the, the needs of the ministry. Amen? And Paul said, God will supply your need. But listen, if you need healing, call him your healer. Lord, I thank you and praise you. I've been making a point to do this. In Jesus' name, go around thanking him during the day. And if you get in a group, you can walk around. You don't have to blurt it out. You can say, Lord, I thank you. I just, I just praise you. Because that's your heart. And listen, when you magnify that, you're magnifying him then. And, and when the anxiety comes and the worries come and the fears come, so Lord, I just thank you. Perfect peace. In Jesus' name. So he says, whom do you say that I am? I would ask you that question. Who are you saying that he is? Listen, he, he came to heal the brokenhearted, set at liberty those that are bruised. You can say, Lord, I thank you. I've gone, been going through a hard place. Maybe there's been something that you've lost someone in your life or something. But how about saying, Lord, I thank you and praise you that you came to heal my broken heart and set at liberty me in Jesus' name. You're my, you're my peace. You're my joy in Jesus' name. Say that. You have to begin to say that. This is what we're talking about. This is, this is, and when you do that, listen, my friend, you want a relationship with God? You begin to talk like that. You begin to worship like that. You begin to magnify like that. And the next thing you will know, you'll sense the presence of God. Amen? Worship brings the anointing of God. And when you bring the anointing of God in your life, what does it say? The anointing destroys the yoke of bondage. Amen. Amen. So you're making God louder and larger than all your problems. See, this is what praise and worship. And then it opens up the, 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 the avenue, the, the, the flow of, of benefits and blessings because you're acknowledging that. That's what that one scripture says. Therefore, let us all at all times... Offer up to God a sacrifice of praise. How, what's a sacrifice? Something your flesh doesn't want to do, but you do it anyway. That's an act of your will, which is a fruit of lips that thankfully acknowledge, acknowledge and confess and glorify his name. It's that acknowledgement. Acknowledgement, uh, you know, comes through your lips, the fruit of your lips giving thanks to a wonderful God. Amen. Amen. So these are things we're talking about today. Uh, it, it changed your habits and your thinking and speaking and confessing the goodness of God instead of lack or difficulty over the situations in your life. Acknowledge and confess and glorify his name. Amen. Amen. It excites me. Just talk about it. You start talking about it, it excites you. It, it, that's what I call draw, drawing near to God drawing near to what he's done, who he is. And, and, and so we worshiping God shows proper respect for what he's done. Amen? When you begin to say, oh, he didn't, you know, he doesn't do this anymore. We have groups of people say the gifts of the Spirit aren't uh, for the day. We have people that say healing isn't necessarily for the day. I know he heals sometimes, but not necessarily today. Uh, miracles aren't for today. Listen, that's a disrespectful, that's disrespect to God. 
And listen, when you disrespect God, how do you, how do you expect to receive anything from him? Amen? Amen. Over in, uh, let's go to John. If you have your Bibles, I pray you have a Bible at home. If you, and, and pray that you're reading it occasionally. <laughs> Amen. Amen. A lot of good stuff in here. Uh, the words of life. Amen. But John, in John 4 and verse 21, it says this. Uh, he's talking to the woman at the well. Amen. And he's, he's telling, he's saying, Jerusalem is the place where one ought to worship. This is what's being said. Then Jesus says this. Jesus said to her, woman, believe me, the hour is coming when you will neither on this mountain or in Jerusalem worship the father. You, uh, but the, the hour is coming and now is when the true worshipers will worship the father in spirit and truth for the father is seeking to such to worship him. God is spirit and those that worship him must worship in spirit and in truth. Well, I want to read the note real quick down here. What matters is not one where worship one worships, but the attitude of the heart and mind. True worship is not mere uh, mere form and ceremony, but spiritual reality, which is in harmony with the nature of God. God, who is spirit, and and then it goes on to say, worship also must be in truth. That is transparent, sincere, and according to biblical mandates. In other words, God's looking. Do you know God's seeking you? He's seeking you and me. First of all, he wants to give us the great salvation. But secondly, he wants us to be able to worship him. And how do we worship him? We worship him in truth. Not by, not by emotions or somebody, uh, some other uh, way, but get in the word of God. We worship him because of what the truth is. Amen? Amen. We have to know that. And you can begin to say, thank you, Father. Thank you, Father, for your word is true. Amen. Your mercy, your goodness, your kindness uh, uh, for me. In Jesus' name. True worship comes from the heart and faith is in your heart. Amen. Amen. Faith that must be a lifestyle. How many of you know we want to walk in faith? People say they walk in faith. You know, it's one thing to be a uh, walk. Uh, faith has action and faith has a mouth and faith has a, 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 is spoken. But how many of you know a lot of people will do that but never worship God? You never want to say, my faith got me this. Well, we're to walk in faith, but it's not. It's your faith in whom it's given you that faith. God has given you faith. He's given us all a measure of faith. You want that faith to grow? You begin to magnify him. You begin to worship him. And worship is a faith act. It's a faith act. We haven't seen God. Oh, I know there's been testimonies of people that have been translated into heaven or God appeared to them, but for the most part, none of us have. But we believe and we worship him because of the truth. Amen. God hears you when you worship. And, and it's, uh, I read this, I don't know. How, uh, he says, but if anyone is a worshiper of God and does his will, he hears him. In other words, we ought to be listening to what God says. We ought to be worshiping him uh, and must broaden our worship. Now, I just read Matthew 16. I, no, I didn't. I just read, talked about Matthew 16, about he, he will be who you say that he is. So who do you say? What do you say? How do you say it? Well, if he's your Lord, your Savior, your healer, I've written a few things down. I've got a big poster in my office 
and it, it has all so many of the names of Jesus. He shall be called, he shall be called, all these names. But these are just a few. Lord, Savior, Healer, Deliverer, Helper, Counselor, uh, Prosperity, Teacher, Faithful One, Master. Hallelujah. All these things. So what do I do? I would begin to go like this. Lord, I just praise you and thank you, Jesus, that you're my Savior. You're my Lord. Lord means I'm, when you give lordship to someone, you're, you're going to do what they tell you to do. Amen? You're my healer. My body is, I'm having trouble in my body, but I thank you, Lord, you're my healer, and I speak to my body tonight in Jesus' name. Be healed, be whole, be healthy in Jesus' name. You ought to speak to your problems. Speak. I heard Keith Moore talk about, I may have said this before, I say a lot of things over, that I'm not upset about that. I hope you aren't. Uh, but he talked about a, a young man that heard about speaking to things. He heard about speaking. Oh, Jesus spoke to Peter's mother-in-law and rebuked the fever. And he heard that the message along that line about speaking to things. And he began to have big, thick glasses. And he began to speak to his glasses. And I think I, think I have used this before, but I'm going to tell you again. Begin to speak to his eyes every day. He said, eyes, be strong, be healthy, be, be, uh, uh, see properly, see good, see well in Jesus' name. He would do that repeatedly throughout the day. And, and uh, he, Keith hadn't saw him in a long time. He came to a meeting and he didn't have his glasses on. It was about two years later. He says, where's your glasses? I don't need them anymore. I don't need him anymore. And he, he said, he held up a little thing. He said, hold this up. And he read everything off of it. So we have to know you can do this, my friends. You can begin to speak the things in your life. You got relationship problems? Thank God that God's working behind the scenes to, to help in relationship problems. You got stress and strife? Lord, I thank you that you're my peace and you're my joy in the midst of a, 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 a woke cert, a nation and, and world in Jesus' name. We have to do those things. Speak out and praise God, praise him for what he's done and what he's doing and worship him for who he is. And you'll begin to see change in your life. You'll begin to see change in your life. And, 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 and uh, I'll just say this real quick because I only got a few more minutes here. In Psalm 81:10, he says, I am, I am the Lord your God who brought you out of the land of Egypt. What was Egypt? It was a place of bondage. It was a place, he said, open your mouth wide and I will fill it. And, and a uh, corresponding uh, scripture is Psalm 105, uh, 103, verse 5. It talks about, uh, well, I better turn to it real quick because I forgot what it said. I thought I had a little more time. I guess I, I need to do an hour program maybe. <laughs> My director probably wouldn't like that. <laughs> but one, Psalm 103 and verse uh, 5. Who satisfies your mouth with good things? so that your youth is renewed like the eagles. And a note in the back of this, this spirit-filled life, rehearse periodically all of God's blessings as a source of encouragement and faith. He will do mighty things in your life if you will just begin to say who he is to you. Amen? Amen. Let's pray. Father, we thank you so much that you give us a, you've given us a directive. You've given us instructions. You've given it even a mandate. Praise the Lord. Worship God. And when we read the Psalms, Lord, David was a man after your own heart, you said, and yet he was, he was a person that worshiped and praised God. I believe that's why he was a man after your heart. And so we should be people after your heart too, that we'd open our mouths and say what, uh, the, all the things that you've done for us. 
thanking you and praising you and worshiping you for who you are. May it be so. May the people in the sound of my voice, may this spark something in their lives to do in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. It's been great to be with you. I'll see you next time. Thanks again for listening. To hear more messages like this one, make sure to subscribe and check out our podcast channel for past episodes. And if you enjoyed today's message, consider sharing it with a friend. For more content and information about Living Word, check out our website at livingwordfamily.org. And remember to live the gospel and preach the gospel.